Good evening, everyone, and welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts, Jesse Naylor, Grant Cohn, unofficial quality control, although we're such quality, quality control, you could call it official at this point. Jesse, oh, how are you? It's officially official. Actually, you know what? You know how it's a, as official as a referee whistle? You've got the gold jacket on. That's right. That's right. And that's how, hold on. Because quality control isn't a job, per se. It's, it's a way of life. <laughs> And if you take it seriously, then I think you can wear a gold jacket that says QC on it. Anyway, enough of enough. tooting our own horn because it's we, you could, we could toot it all night. <laughs> Name of the beep, show. Beep, if you know what I mean. Beep, beep. We're going to talk about Jed tonight because that guy is a, I mean, he's one of the main characters in the Niners drama, but no one ever talks about him. He's like hanging out in the back of the class, like, you know, <laughs> ducking. But once a year, he talks at this NFL annual meeting. And when he, he is very interesting in how he comports himself and what he says. So we're going to get all into, you know, the Jed York topic. But first, instead of, instead of just diving into, you know, gripes and stuff like that, let's talk about some positive stuff. Because Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch really have built one heck of a team that's been to two back-to-back -back NFC championships. They're on the cusp. And they've made some serious moves this offseason, as have their rivals have the Niners separated themselves from an NFC pack that is frankly weak it's like the AFC when we were kids man it is weak I remember the AFC when we were kids man it, it was it was super weak that's In a the good 90s reference. that's a really good they, they never won how many teams do you think are legitimate contenders in the NFC I would say four ish that's being generous you think honestly so? it, it might be zero right now okay it might be i mean like the afc so stacked uh i mean jalen hurts he's really good but how many franchise quarterbacks are in the nfc one yeah i mean okay one. so so one? one team one team has to i don't know the super bowl so out like, of, out of like, the teams like the lions are great but they have jared goff the, the seahawks are, are i mean they're not great but they're ascending and the seahawks are ascending For but sure. they have geno smith like what isn't there a cap to what they can somewhat is either of those teams gonna beat patrick mahomes in the super bowl I don't see it. Yeah, maybe. maybe I don't not. see it. Maybe not. I don't see it. But the, so, the question is, is can they beat the 49ers? That's what the real question oh, is. Oh. Oh. Well, you know then, what I yeah. mean? Like, can, yes. can they beat the 49ers? Because one of these teams has to go to the Super Bowl. Last time I checked, the Super Bowl isn't two best teams in the league necessarily. It's an NFC team versus an AFC team. And so going off that criteria, you know, I, I think that there's this thought that the 49ers have just jumped way out in front of the rest of the NFC. and you know, the Eagles have taken a step back and, you know, Seattle's still a year away. You know, the Lions are the Lions. So it's it's got to be the Niners. Yeah. And I think the Niners have the best team on paper for sure. It, I, it just comes down to the quarterback position, which is right. the most important position in football. And that's what makes this really, really I mean, hard. We got Ian Rappaport over here being like, hey, don't be don't be shocked if Sam Darnold starts week one. Like, well, oh, if that's the case, then I'm not putting any of, you know, I'm not betting on the <laughs> Niners to go anywhere not not if it's sam darnold there's no way it's not if it's sam although darnold. yeah although they could start slow regardless of who the quarterback is good point and then if purdy comes fully back and they believe in him then we know they can win games with purdy for sure so yeah. they can still be all right it's i guess it's how you end versus how you finish but it would be nice to get a bye for once i feel like the lions are a tough the seahawks are, are an ascending team but the niners i mean really handled them three times last they year did, yeah I feel like the Seahawks, they're a couple offensive linemen on the interior away. 
the, that defense seems like it has improved a lot, though. So I feel like they, they might be close. It's just something about Geno. He does, he is good. He throws a beautiful deep ball. He's accurate. But I don't think he really manages the pocket that well. I don't think he uses his feet that well, even though he's mobile. And he's kind of a sitting duck, and the Niners hit him, make him fumble, stuff like that. So the thing about the Lions is they legitimately have a great offensive line. And teams that have a complete five-deep offensive line often do well against the 49ers because the Niners are totally about their D-line. And their D-line is not quite as great as it was four years ago, even with Hargrave. Yeah, the thing is, though, is that if you look at the weaknesses of those teams, the the three teams that the 49ers are competing with, I think, are going to be Philly, Seattle, Detroit. All three of those teams have two first-round picks, and two of them have Mm -hmm. two second-round picks. Mm -hmm. And that's where it gets really interesting. It all depends on how they draft and how quickly can those players contribute to the bottom line of the team. That's, That's really what it comes down to because... If you have two first round picks and you hit on both of them, the, these guys are studs immediately. All of a sudden, you're you're right there. But if you miss on both of them, then it's a problem. I don't think people realize how good the Lions were last year. They missed the playoffs, but they had the fifth ranked offense in terms of yeah. points. Like they had a top five offense in points. Their their defense was terrible, but defense is something you can turn around pretty quickly. They added Emmanuel Mosley. They added Cam Sutton. They already have Jeff Okuda. They have Kirby Joseph. Like, I can name their entire secondary, and I don't even know that, that team that well. Like, they already <laughs> right. have Aiden Hutchinson. They just need a few pieces in their front seven, and all of a sudden, because you don't need to have a great defense. You just right. have to have a decent, acceptable, solid defense, and you can build that in an offseason. They already right. have a top-five offense. They're a scary team. Yeah, I mean, if, if Seattle or Detroit land Will Anderson— you know, all of a sudden you've got a legit pass rush. They both need a pass rusher. And you so, know Detroit's going to do that. They're not going to take a quarterback with that pick. They're going to yeah. load up with that front seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. that makes things really interesting. I, I don't know. I, I just, I think that there's this thought. It, I think that this thought existed a couple weeks ago where it's like, oh, the 49ers are clear front runners. But now a couple weeks later and just seeing how things are playing out, I, I just feel like that gap is closing almost by the minute. And if these teams draft well, who knows? You know, who knows what, what can happen? I, I think the 49ers are still the favorite, but I just don't, I don't think it's a lock the way that we once thought it was. If Brock Purdy hadn't torn his UCL, I could see it. I mean, just based yeah. on how they finished the season, I could see it. Um, but he did tear his UCL. So you got Ian Rappaport and Greg Papa saying, don't be surprised if, if Sam Darnold starts week one. I hear that. I'm thinking, hey, don't be surprised if the Niners have a down year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they got major questions at quarterback and they yeah. don't have the Jimmy Garoppolo safety net. So this could be a 2020 year. I don't know. I, it also could be the year they win the Super Bowl. I don't know. But you're looking at their three rivals in the NFC. Those teams all know exactly who their quarterback is and they all have better offensive lines in the 49ers. And no, they don't have the defense the Niners have, but who cares? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I also think the downfall of Philly is a little overstated too. Yeah. I mean, is it for sure? They Their linebacking core wasn't good anyways. Exactly. But they went and got Edmonds at safety mm-hmm. to replace, you know, whoever they lost out there. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They went and got Edmonds. They kept both of their corners who are good corners. The defensive line, yeah, they, they lost. They kept Fletcher Cox. They, they kept Brandon Graham. They drafted Brandon a, a D-lineman. They drafted a D-lineman in the first round last year. 
Jordan. Jordan Davis. They, then they also have Hassan Reddick, and they have Sweat coming off the bench. That's a pretty formidable four. <laughs> Five-ish, right? I mean, they lost Miles Sanders. They added Rashad Penny. Like, if they still pretty good, if they draft what? What's his name? Uh, Was it Dijon or Bijan Robinson or whatever? The yeah. So if they draft him, I mean, all of a sudden (laughs) they're good. They're really good. They won't. It's I'm I'm curious to see which team drafts a running back in the top ten. You know who I wouldn't be surprised? Seattle would do something like that. They would have a top 10 pick one time in 10 years and be like, you know what? We're taking a running back. I don't know would do who's going to do it. Cause to me, I don't think you can do it. I don't care. I don't, they'll be like, look at him running the ball. Okay. That's first and second down. What are you doing on third down? Nothing. Okay. Can't be a first round pick. Also, how many contracts are you going to get? One. Okay. Can't be a first round pick. Getting to get hurt too much. No, I don't care. Running back. This kind of reminds me when Najee Harris was coming out. It's like, okay, where's he going to go? He could go top 10. He could go out of the first round. I mean, anywhere. Anything's possible at this point. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do. I guess my point is, is like I said, a couple couple weeks ago, it looked like it was a lock. 49ers, NFC. Now I'm not so sure about that. I think it's going to be tougher than than what we once thought it it could be. Yeah, I think teams in the NFC are looking at the Niners as vulnerable. Again, Brock is a huge question mark in the Niners haven't proven that they can have success with Darnold or Trey. Not success like the kind of success they were having down the stretch last year. Doesn't mean they can, can't, but big question marks for the 49ers. Absolutely. I, I uh, also have question marks. So we look at Geno Smith a specific way. We look at Jared Goff a specific way. Both those guys put up good years. But, but the not, Niners have had success against them. I think that's why sure, Niner fans look sure. at them that way. And they're, they're yeah. not afraid of them. But right. do you do you think... Phil, let's take Philly, for example. Do you think that they're terrified of Brock Purdy if he is starting? Because I get no. the feeling they're not. You think they're terrified of Sam Darnold? I mean, they, they no. wouldn't even be scared no. of Trey Lance. None of these quarterbacks no, they, have earned yeah, that. It's not just Brock Purdy. It's all of them. But no, I'm just saying, all of them. Brock Purdy's the number one guy. So if he's no. the starter, do you think teams are terrified of him? Because I don't think they are. No. So it goes no. both ways. Brock Purdy still has a lot to prove. Absolutely. True. It does go, it go both ways. Because that's the thing. I like to make fun of Geno Smith and the Seahawks because I, I don't just make fun of the, of the Niners. I'm an equal opportunity hater. And sometimes <laughs> I'll take it on Geno. And I have some like Seahawks people, fans, content creators who follow me because they like me talking stuff about the Niners. And then when I talk about Geno, they're like, whoa, 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 your quarterback's Brock Purdy. We wouldn't touch him with a 10 football. It's like, yeah, first, he's not my quarterback, but I see what you mean. Like that. Good point. Yeah. I, the Seahawks I are like, uh, we're good with our guy. Good luck with Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, at the owners' meetings, it was Jed York's time. And it's interesting. Uh, so John York speaks, uh, John, John Lynch speaks first thing in the morning the first day. Kyle Shannon speaks first thing in the morning the next day. They speak for a long time. They're in these little allotted rooms. It's very official. There's cameras around. You know, they look a little hungover. They're very relatable. Um, they answer plainly. They, they give different answers. I mean, John and Kyle were definitely on different page, pages, but they're both... Very confident, forthright, honest in their way people, like telling you their truth. And you got to respect them for it. Then you got Jed York coming through on at the end, hidden in a little area outside by himself, by a, a hedge. And he answers the same questions, but he doesn't answer any question. I, every answer is, I, I asked him like, um, hey, in retrospect, do you think 
Trey Lance was too big of a project for this particular oh, team. Oh, he didn't even answer the question. Dude, he, he was like, that's a great question. I was just talking to Josh McDaniels, who went to school with my dad, and he was talking about Brock Purdy, and then it reminded me of what my dad said about Joe Montana and Tom Brady. I was like, wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I'll ask you about Trey Lance. Like, he doesn't exude any of the confidence that those two does, but he says his own things. And while, you know, while... John Lynch said, essentially, Brock Purdy's the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's the next franchise quarterback. Uh, Kyle said, you know, we just need a guy who's cheap that we can win with. It could be Sam Darnold for all I freaking care. It could be Trey Lance. It could be any one of these three. Jed's like, you know, I really would like to have a great quarterback. It'd be nice, and I hope it's one of the guys here. I'm really hoping to give one of these guys a huge extension because you got to have a great quarterback to win in the Super Bowl. Do you believe that he actually feels that way? Because he's the only one of these of the three main guys who comes out and says quarterback is that important. And I I believe that he feels that way. But much like when Shanahan said that the heartbeat of the offense is the center position when Mac retired, the heartbeat of our offense is the center position. I believe you <laughs> might feel that way, but saying it and doing it are two completely different things. So Jed York, <laughs> Jed York said, you need, in order to win in this league, it's the most important position. You need someone who is very good, if not extremely great. Those are the words yeah. that he used. Very good, if not extremely great. Are, are those Never heard Kyle say that. Never, Kyle, Kyle says, we just need someone we can win with who's on a rookie deal. Literally, that's what he, that's, those are his words, yeah. which is amazing. But maybe he's not, I mean, he hasn't proven that he's right, but it's not like Jed's won a championship either. He's just watched his uncle do it and took credit for it. Sorry, I'm getting snarky. I take it back, Jed. <laughs> you, you know this, what I find interesting about this this sudden change in, in Kyle saying that? This is literally your shows two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What did you true. say? Go go draft a quarterback every year until you yeah. hit, and then yeah. play with them for four years, and then See, dump me them and Kyle, again. He, he, yeah. Me and him are right here. But here's the thing. I think Jed... Actually, I, I I believe him here. I think he does want a great quarterback. He'd profit from a great quarterback. And I think Jed probably, let's look at it this way. Jed Greenlit, he gave the okay for the trade-up for Lance. Someone, I'm guessing it was Kyle. Maybe he was a little upset at what happened in 2020. At the end of the season, I'm guessing he stormed into Jed's office and says, man, I'm tired of this, or something like that. You know, Kyle's actually cool. He'll keep it cool. He's like, man, I'm tired of this. Man, we need, it. we need to trade up to number three. Can we do this? And I bet you Jed said, yeah. I bet he was enthusiastic about it. I bet he said, let's go get a franchise-changing player. Like, I bet he was all in. Yeah. And that's why, you know, the, 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 whole Mac, the whole Mac Dre, the whole Mac Jones stuff was like, no, nah, man, like, he's not quite good enough for this pick. It's got to be someone special. I bet you he was into Trey Lance and um, for that reason. So I, the idea of the Niners just giving up on Trey Lance right now, I don't know that Jed York is necessarily – super on board with that i mean just to say that brock's the answer like i don't know like brock might be good enough but jed wanted someone special he said it again he said it again so who's that is it sam darnold now is it brock you, so so you think he means it but kyle just kind of swindles him at every chance he get and, and he's able to sell him like hey this is the guy man i know i said that last yes. time but this yes. is the guy i this, think this so. is, i think okay. there's a little bit of that like Kyle, uh, Jed loves Kyle. Jed does whatever Kyle wants. 
And if Jed says, if Kyle says, hey, this is the guy, um, Jed says, okay, great. Okay, great. I think so. Yeah, that might be the case. I, I just feel like as the owner of the team, if that is your vision, that should be known in the first interview. The first yes. conversation, every time you're hiring somebody, hey, just What's so you know, I believe that the yeah. way you win is through the quarterback position. What is your plan? What's your plan? To get the quarterback. What is your that plan like? is to wait a year for Kirk Cousins? Yeah. I like everything about this interview, but that. Yeah. That's not a plan. That was never a plan. And that's right. really the issue. I think like the Niners haven't really had a plan at quarterback. They've been reactive. And I think plan, fans have given them the benefit of the doubt. Like, all right, they got a plan with, with Trey Lance. I'll be patient. And then two years go by and it's like, haha, we didn't have a plan. And not, fans are like, damn, man, you made me feel stupid. I'm mad. Some. Maybe, maybe not all, but some. Yeah, but Jed York should be in that situation as well. He should feel maybe the same he is. way. But he, but he doesn't act that way at all. He seems fully just agreeable to point. what's happening. That's a good point. Because Jed York ultimately just wants people to like him. And he wants people to say he's doing a good job. That's what he wants people to say he's doing a good job. And right now, they are. So he's happy. Would he like to win a Super Bowl? Yeah. Would I like to be seven feet tall? Sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, would I like to, you know, be a football player? Whatever. Yes, all that stuff. But it's not going to happen. He's resigned to what he is. And he's happy for the praise. He's getting it. He's getting, he's getting primetime games, playoff games. Everyone says... He at least the organization is competent. No one says the Niners are incompetent anymore. He's happy. So he's motivated by not being crushed, essentially. Like as long as he can stay out of the limelight in a bad way, that's his motivation. Is that and Kyle is his shield. Kyle is his shield. As long as he has Kyle, he has credibility. Okay. So he has to do whatever Kyle says. Essentially. I I feel like he thinks he means what he said. And I think that he said the right things because he's absolutely right. Grant, we've had these conversations. He's not wrong in what he's saying. But if this is truly how you felt, you would be maniacal about it. And you would be nonstop flipping tables over until it happened. I don't get that feeling from Jed. If, if DeBartolo felt that way, everybody would know it. Everybody would feel it. And the pressure would be there to go get that guy. I don't... At least from the outside looking in, I don't feel that pressure from Jed York. I feel like yeah, he but do knows you, but what do you think say, that? Je but do you think that Jed feels like he can identify him or that he trusts Kyle? I feel like Jed is a guy who always has a football guy he's depending on. For a long time, it was Trent Balky, and it was tough for him to, to fire Trent Balky. But then he pivoted to Kyle. Now Kyle is his lifeline to football. He teaches him everything he knows. If Kyle says, "Hey, man, dude, Sam Darnold broke through last year." I can work with Sam Darnold. Say, look, look what I did with Brock Purdy. I can do even better with, with Sam Darnold. Jed's going to say, okay, Kyle, great. And believe him. Every time. Uh, and that's why I feel like Kyle, like Kyle has a lot of good qualities, but he can play on this with Jed York. He knows he has ultimate job security here, and he can always tell uh, Jed York, hey, the franchise quarterback is coming. He's coming. And he can just never find him. That's what I feel like. And maybe that's not Kyle's fault. Maybe that's the, the culture that Jed's created. But I don't think Kyle's ever going to find this franchise. I don't even think he's looking for him. I think he's telling Jed, yeah, man, this guy's going to be special. But really, he just wants to cycle through guys on rookie contracts and say they're good enough. I blame myself.
really. Because I was advocating for this for a long time. But I think the, the recent history has shown that you need someone great. Like Jed said, you're not going to beat the freaking Chiefs with a great defense and a great run game that you were able to pay for because you went cheap at quarterback. You're not going to win that way. It doesn't work. You not need every quarterback. moments in getting into the quality control hall of fame. I'm though. sorry. I'm learning. <laughs> I, <laughs> There's I just, a reason they pay me nothing. There's a reason. That's, that's very true. Yeah, they pay you nothing for these thoughts nothing. and things. No. But Jed, Jed York, it's okay. So so maybe let's go down the path that, that you're right here, that he believes it. That's what he wants. Kyle swindling him. At what point do you realize that this is not what's happening? I mean, Kyle is flat out telling everybody that will listen. I don't care about the quarterback position. The team right. will tell you I don't care about the quarterback position. My actions tell you that I don't care about the quarterback position as much. So, hey, yeah. just give me somebody that's healthy, that's upright and respirating, and will listen to what I'm I'm telling them to do. That's all I care about. And Jed's like, yeah, we need Joe Montana. And he's like, yeah, no, we don't. We're good over here. Just You just need me. <laughs> well, Jed's going to have to decide, like, do, do he and Kyle have philosophical differences at the quarterback position? And if so, can they can the can the band stay together, or does the group have to break up? Right. I don't understand how you could have two different visions for what you need at the quarterback position at that high level in the organization to work it out. And it seems to me like you got John Lynch on the one hand being like, "Our guy is Brock Purdy." Then the next day, you got Kyle Shanahan being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't even know if Brock Purdy's going to play this year. It could be one of three guys." And then you got Jed saying, "Boy, I hope it's someone really special." I, I, they could put together the, the greatest team of all time, but if they can't decide what they want in a quarterback, what are they doing? Grant, if if I'm interviewing you and you've put together this great presentation and you start talking about how you're going to build through defense and do all these things, and I say, Grant, this is all great. I'm worried about Super the quarterback man. position. That's how I believe we win here. That's how the 49ers have won. That's the 49er way, uh, which you mentioned. That was the front slide there, 49er way and restoring that. How are you going to go get a quarterback? Uh, in a minute, Jed, just let me get through the rest of these slides. I'll get there. All right, we're done here. Like, that's the end of the conversation. If we can't agree on fundamental reason number one that I think is the best way to build a team and your philosophy is different, there's just no point in doing business. That's why I don't believe that. I don't believe that he necessarily believes this. He may think he does, but if he was really, truly committed to it, it would have gone differently than what it has, or it would start to go differently, and it's not going different at all. I don't, it just seems to me that John and Kyle are committed to defensive line, like that's what they believe in. Yeah, and Jed should have found that out. I mean, I look, John is John and Kyle are very confident uh, people who've accomplished a lot in their careers, unlike Jed. Okay, I'm not putting them in that. Jed just hasn't earned anything. I'm sorry, those two have, but. This whole quarterback thing is is how they build a team. It's a little stuck in 1997, I think. I mean, it's all about D-line. Seriously? Are you kidding? We saw the best D-line in the salary cap era last year get shut out in, in the Super Bowl. You're not winning a Super Bowl that way. The NFL wants scoring in the Super Bowl. They will not be another Patriots-Rams Super Bowl 13-10. I guarantee it. They're not going to let it happen. Bad for business. Get with the Get with the program. Yeah. It is bad for business. And it's bad for business. It shows that it's bad for business when you have great defenses that make it to the playoffs and then all of a sudden they're giving up every point under the sun. I mean, 
It happened to the 49ers defenses with Harbaugh. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, if Colin Kaepernick doesn't doesn't come save you, I mean, your defense just gave up 30. That was the best defense in football. Just gave up 30. Once you face legitimate, legitimate Super Bowl contenders, your defense doesn't matter as much. It'll help you get to this. It'll help you get to the playoffs. It might get you a a win or two in the playoffs, but after that, it's about your offense. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Huxley says Gina Smith. That is so brilliant. Thank you so much, Tommy Huxley. I love you very much. 2.0 says it's clear now the Niners never got rid of Jimmy because of his play. Just needed someone on a rookie deal that was decent. Unfortunately, whiffed on Lance, but Purdy saved them. Hmm. It's clear the Niners never got rid of Jimmy because of his play. Just needed someone on a rookie deal that was decent. Um, I think the Niners got rid of Jimmy Garoppolo for a lot of reasons, but I do think that actually, I don't think they had. I don't think Kyle has as much of a problem with his play. I think it was the injuries and not. I think it was 2020, man. 2020. He missed like a ton of games with a high ankle sprain. Patrick Mahomes just missed zero. And like, I think, I, I think Kyle got upset with that. And I think he was like, you know what? If you, if you can't come back, then you're not the guy. And you can't be a franchise quarterback if you're going to miss 10 games in a year with a high ankle sprain. Sorry. And I think I, I, there might have been some vindictiveness and, and, and vindication there. Vindic- I think vindictiveness. I think if Kyle is okay with mid, which it seems like he may be, then maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't as much to do with his play, but there is definitely a personality clash. And he he took a dig at Jimmy again. He was asked about Jimmy yeah. and the Raiders. He's like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. The only way to talk to him is if you see him in person. Sure. He's like, no, I'm I'm being serious. This is I'm but he is right. right. Like you can get Jimmy level of play on a rookie contract. I mean, he yeah. doesn't play like a veteran. He makes a lot of mistakes. Brock Purdy proved it. Uh, yeah, it's just like if if he knew this though that all he needed was Jimmy Garoppolo level play on a rookie contract, someone who could step in and be successful right away, he never would have traded up in the first place. Never would have. Tra- Honestly, you don't have to take a quarterback in round one. You can find those guys. Like Jake Hayner might be able to be that for the Niners. There, there might be two or three guys in on day three of this draft who could do that for the 49ers, given that you have Christian McCaffrey and all these guys in a defense. It's not that hard. How much but is he willing to it, pay for Kirk Cousins' level of play, though? Uh, I think we might find out next year when Kirk Cousins is, on the, <laughs> is a free agent on the market. The coach says, so eight weeks... Coach, tune in to me and coach tomorrow. So eight weeks from a backup makes you jump out the window publicly. Jed has a hand stuck up his back. He's clearly parroting what he's being told. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I look at it this way. I think Kyle Shanahan has a clear pattern of falling out of love with players quickly. He's done it all the time. So if he's fallen out of love with Trey Lance, I don't. Or if someone has, I believe it. But Jed is the one who hangs on forever. Jed never traded Jed, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jed is the kind of guy who's like, man, I don't want to look bad in the press for giving up all this for this guy and then admitting we were wrong and looking incompetent and trading him for nothing. Like, let's just hold on to him forever and say that, hey, you know, he, he saved us. Or let's just not close the book on this story so we don't look bad. That's, to me, the Jed influence on this organization. So... That's why I feel like Trey Lance, I don't know. Jed might be in Trey's corner here is what I'm trying to say. Dred, Jed was the one who said, go up and get him. Jed might be the guy who says, you know what? We don't need to trade him for a third round pick right now, Kyle, John. That's not helping me. We look stupid if we do that. That might be Jed. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think no, I, Kyle cares about looking stupid. I don't think John cares about looking stupid. Those guys are very confident people. Who's insecure of those three? Jed. York. 
Antonio says, I am so freaking mad at this team. I don't get how they mishandled this. Trey was supposed to learn game to, uh, to game with the best weapons in the league, but no, they had to give it to Jimmy G, zero Super Bowls. Yeah, they had to triple check that Jimmy G wasn't good, and including after they had done everything they could to replace him. Just, let's just make triple sure that Jimmy's not good. Okay, now we can move on. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world. I just don't think, I don't know who wasn't committed to the process, but th they got to this point where they were getting, um, you know, conference championship, not conference championships, but division championships, primetime games, respect, and a lot of talk. I feel like they didn't want to take, they didn't want to go, they didn't want to take a step away from that. Whether it was Jed or the coach, like to be the coach, the quarterback of this team, you had to have instant success, which is an absurd way to judge the future of your franchise but they just like being in the mix so much and i don't know if it was jed or kyle or john but they were not willing to take a step away from that at all and frankly trey lost his first start lost his first start and i feel like that's like jimmy didn't brock didn't so that just got the whole thing started off on a sour note and it's again it's a stupid absurd way to judge quarterbacks but that's kind of feels like what's been going on here yeah in this culture. i mean if they would have if they would have done what most teams do when they draft guys like that and just started them day one and got rid of Jimmy and removed the issue, then we would know by now. They, these conversations that people are annoyed with, like, ooh, I mean, how can you look at Trey? He's so incompetent. How I don't know how you don't see it. These these conversations wouldn't happen because that would have either proven to be the case or it would have proven not to be the case. And we would know pretty much what his career arc is. We still have no idea it's going into year three. We have no clue. And so that's why but these conversations continue to happen. So don't be mad at me when right. I back Trey Lance or think that there's potential there. Be mad at the 49ers for not letting us know what it really is because we haven't seen it. Right. Yeah. And they didn't get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo after trading for Trey Lance, which is just crazy. I mean, when you decide you're moving on from someone, you don't keep him in the organization. But again... Someone in this organization liked the relevance that Jimmy Garoppolo provided and wanted to have it both ways. Let's develop this guy and get a, a super quarterback, but let's hold on to this status of being in the mix with Jimmy. And to me, that was an original sin. And it's, that's, that's a, a culture that Jed has created. And it's going to be interesting this year because Jimmy's gone. Nick Finn says, Grant, don't you think Trey Lance deserves a fair shot? I mean, I really don't think Purdy is going to be this Mahomes type uh, quarterback everyone is wishing um yeah but I, I mean he also to get a fair shot you need a coach who wants to give him one and that's on kyle to show that he wants to do that yeah freaking sam darnold in here talking taking the reps with him nathan flores says i don't know why banana hands and lynch gave up three first round picks for trey just to give up on him I, I hope trey uses the fuel and balls out go earn it trey i don't know maybe it was jed's move i don't know we'll never know it's a lot of Daniel, pressure man that's a lot of pressure like you you literally to, you have to turn the fan base around. You have to turn your own coaches and possible owner around, your teammates around. Every, what everybody thinks that you are, you have what well, we've got five months, five months from now, five months to prove that you are the opposite of what people think you are. And you yeah. have to do it by playing zero actual football games. Good luck, kid. Yeah. It's impossible. Daniel Ailman says Lance forced to earn role. Team can't be given to him. 
Saying Purdy is the guy doesn't mean anything since he won't be ready week one. Lance starts and earns it. We'll shut up the narrative. Great strategy. Okay, so what? So again, if he loses and starts zero and one, does that mean he needs to be pulled when this they start three and five every year? Right. What is earning it? Right. Because and what nobody, happens if he? What happens if Sam Darnold starts at week one? What if the Niners decide that Sam Darnold gives them the better chance to win and Trey again can't earn it in a real actual game? What about that? Right. That there's, there's no nuance. There's no nuance. No. It's either it's either they won the game or they didn't. Right. And here, here's what's funny. If Trey Lance plays really well and they lose, then people will just say, well, he lost. It doesn't matter. He lost. Right. If Trey Lance plays really bad and they win, well, I mean, it wasn't because of Trey Lance. So right. no matter what, he's going to, yeah. he can't do any right. There's nothing he can do. It's true. Right. It's always been that way. Yeah. Tyler says, so I think we have three people who have three different ideas for the future direction for this team. Yeah, other than that, the Niners are in a great spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Miguel says, Kyle should care about the quarterback. They got whooped by Casey. That was the third team in the league with the most uh, rookie on the field, and they won a Super Bowl. Niners keep, Niners keep preaching they have a win-now team while they haven't won anything with vets. It's true, man. Kansas City had a lot of young guys. They, they, they have a few cornerstone players, including uh, a quarterback, and they draft well. Very well. Actually, I, I had thrown out on Twitter earlier today. I'm like, forgive me if you feel like I'm nitpicking, but until this team wins a Super Bowl, I'm gonna be I'm gonna nitpick because otherwise, like right now, it feels really good to be the second best team in the league for multiple years, just like it did in the Harbaugh era. But if a Super Bowl doesn't come out of this situation, then all that's gonna happen is in ten years we're gonna golf clap at the alumni game for this team. That's all that's no. Gonna you know what the conversation will be. You'll, you'll, you'll be ta- explaining it to like your grandkids or whoever, and it'll be like, yeah, you know, they had this era, they were close, but if they had just done this, they would have won the Super Bowl. And it, you'll always, what, what, what should they have done differently? If they had just done this one thing, that'll be the conversation, not like, oh, they were so great. You missed out in a great era. Like, nah, it was really like frustrating and unfulfilled. Yeah. Kyle is about to rush, this is official BNA Music 88. Kyle's about to rush Purdy back and turn him into Brock Griffin III. Meanwhile, Trey is a super redshirt freshman battling Mr. Malcolm Crow. Yeah, I do, it does feel like they're putting the weight of the world on Brock. Come back now, Brock. Come back now, Brock. They did this with RG3. It's a little scary for Brock. What if Purdy throws his arm out in the first game, says Splendiferous? What if? I love what if questions. I don't know. That would be terrible. Ominous24 says they need to just trade a few first rounders of the Raiders for Jimmy to be fair. Drink it up. Hilarious. Vicky Pellick says... Kyle Shanahan will never beat Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, maybe he doesn't have to play Andy Reid in the Super Bowl again. Who knows? Poopy Pants says, y'all better be careful saying Jimmy wasn't good, already not looking smart with all the Trey hype. If Jimmy takes Raiders to the playoffs, Trey, the worst quarterback on the roster again this year, it won't look good. If he takes him I'll to the playoffs. say play- whatever I want. J- Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> is like the kid. Him and his, and his fans are all about that participation trophy. Playoffs, nine and eight. 10 and 7. Great. Great. Before the hurricane game and broken ankle, Trey was on a 97 quarterback rating and five TDs, two INTs. What does that look like with CMC? Would love to know. Hypnotic. And I Kittle. guess we're never going to. And Kittle. We'll see what happens in training camp. Is Jed York a good owner? And. I feel like this is a. It's a it's a five word question, but I feel like it's super loaded. Like, what constitutes a good owner? Do, do you well, have let's to say win what he a does well. Let's say what he does okay. well. Okay, Let, I, let's do a lot. He he spends. He, he spends. what? He 
He spends. He spends oh, okay. money. Like yeah. some owners either don't have it or, or don't want to do it, or he's not what you would call cheap. Like Dan Snyder is, which is a bad owner, a yeah. bad, a very okay, bad. Okay, I, and okay. Bidwell down in Arizona is a bad owner. Yeah. Doesn't spend cheap. Like that's not Jed. Especially with Kyle, he basically lets Kyle do whatever he wants. Can we stay over over here for a week? Yes. Um, can I get Javon Hargrave? Yes. Can we go get Trey Lance? Yes. And there's no consequences. So on that, that Jed is great at that. And I think Kyle came from Washington. He worked for Dan Snyder. He knows how bad it can be. And from his perspective, it could get a lot worse than Jed York. At least he cuts the check and says yes all the time. Those are the good things about Jed York. Who's who's a real who's who would you consider a really good owner in the league? Really good owner in the league. Um Kraft. Kraft. Uh Lurie. Um Jerry Jones. Rooney in Pittsburgh. Like these are guys who are very strong, confident in what they're doing. Guys who have accomplished a lot in their lives. And then you got little Jed York over here, who is just a just a a living, breathing insecurity. And you could just see it all over his face. He's never accomplished anything in his life and he knows it. He wants credit for stuff that he didn't really do. He's never been a champion. He's insecure about that. And it's just like, that to me is the, is the culture that he's created. That's the bad part about Jed. He's so freaking insecure. And all he cares about is what people are saying about the team and about him. And all he focuses on is controlling the narrative nationally and locally and if people are saying good things about the Niners, he's happy. They've been to the NFC Championship two, two years in a row. He's way too happy that they didn't come through. He is insecure, and all he cares about is what people say, and you're not going to win a championship that way. Now, John and Kyle are very confident people who are not insecure, and they're trying to battle this, this culture. But he's the owner. And I think you got to be able to, he's the ultimate leader of this franchise and you got to be able to make decisions that are unpopular sometimes. And he won't do it. He is not, he, he's been hated by the franchise. They've ridiculed him in the past. They like him now. He won't sacrifice that for anything. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel like he went from one extreme to the other because there was a time where he was too involved. It just seemed like his fingerprints were on everything. It's like, Jed, you don't know as much as you think you know. Chill out a little bit. Maybe let these guys make the decisions for you. I feel like that was a complaint we had for a while. Now, it's like we were just talking about the quarterback situation. Now you have no hands-on. You went from having your, your fingerprints on everything to I don't even want to smudge the glass here. I'm good. So you got to find that balance. I feel like he's learned but he's learned to be too good the other way. He needs to to get his hands dirty a little bit, be willing to have those tough conversations, assuming they're not happening. It sure doesn't feel like they are. I, I feel like he I feel like he's improved. It, has he improved? Yes. Is he would I say he's a good owner yet? I don't know if I would necessarily put him in that category. If we're talking about like the Snyder Rooney scale, I mean he's definitely not Snyder. He's not even anywhere close to that. But he's not Rooney either. Like that, there's a, a big difference between those guys. So I don't know. I mean, he's he's above. I don't think I, he has any conviction in what he's doing. Yeah, I don't think he has any conviction in what he's doing. He has no vision for what uh, it takes to be successful. He's totally reliant on Kyle Shanahan. 
And so he's going to say yes to whatever Kyle Shanahan wants. He'll keep Kyle Shanahan here a long time. But ultimately, I feel like he's not driven enough to be a champion. He's not. He's driven to control the narrative. And so, you know, you got like constant gaslighting of fans. Like it's pretty clear that the Niners right now do not believe in Trey Lance for whatever reason. They seem really down on him. And they'll say it like, "Eh, you know, like he's getting... Jed is like over there. I he can't give a straight answer at all, and they're gonna hold on to him. And it just feels like that's Jed. You know, like we can't we can't let people know that we made a mistake. I don't think Kyle cares that people. Kyle can make a mistake. John can make a mistake. Like they they're confident enough in what they've accomplished and who they are and how good they are. They can be like, you know what? I was wrong about this. Let's move on. Jed can't take that. Jed can't take that. And I think he's the reason why they, the Niners. Hold on to certain. Jimmy Garoppolo was here for six years. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Exactly. Yeah. I, I. To me, Kyle's is ruthless. Jed is not. Jed is not. Yeah. So I don't know. Oh, Jed. Man. Jed is desperate to be in the mix. I don't think Kyle cares. I don't think. Kyle I, I cares. feel like. I feel like Lynch. Lynch is obviously a much more confident individual. But I feel like Lynch also doesn't like to be wrong. I feel like. He he's had a hand in this quarterback thing as well. I mean, Kyle basically said, "Yeah, man, I locked myself in the bathroom and cried in the cold shower for three days after we didn't get Kirk Cousins because mm-hmm. you know they wanted Jimmy Garoppolo." So, like, and then Jimmy Garoppolo just stuck around and stuck around and stuck around and said, "Yeah, Kyle Jimmy, didn't Jimmy like was him. John Lynch's Jimmy was John Lynch's big yeah. thing, right? Kyle yeah. didn't want him. John yeah. was right. John made it happen, and so John could say, "Look, Jed, I got something to offer here too." I went out in a limb. I made it happen. I got us the franchise quarterback. And then yeah. Kyle sours on him. Kyle gets upset after 2020. Kyle probably convinces Jed, let's get someone else. And then you never really knew how John felt about that. You know, like Jimmy was his guy. Trey was brought in to get rid of his guy. How did John feel about that? Right? I mean, how could he like it? Yeah. I how mean, could I, he? I don't- I, I don't know how Kyle feels. I mean, Kyle just seems like he's willing to go Kyle, with whoever. Kyle's like a, a dog. He's like squirrel, squirrel, new quarterback, yeah. new quarterback. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, he won't stop gushing over Sam Darnold. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so it's weird. crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Poopy pants says participation trophies more than Trey can get. You have to be good enough to participate in order to get one. Garoppolo fans still uh, rubbing it hold in. On. Hold on. I think I know who poopy pants is. Who? It's Colin Cowherd. Oh, there it is. Pants, dude. I'm s- sorry you did your daughter like that. It's he probably Ooh. didn't even fine. No, if he was Kyle, he uh no if he was Kyle would have been fired. Manny Fresh. Don't know what you're talking about. Oh, probably talking about Jed. Is he Jed owner? No, if he was Kyle, he'd be fired. Got you. Jay says, um, it's been almost thirty years. Do you guys think the Niners will win a Super Bowl in this, under this regime? I'm not sure they'll, they'll win a Super Bowl under Jed is what I'm trying to say. I think I feel like a lot of what I'm saying about Kyle and his lack of leadership, it might be a lot of Jed too. I mean, if, if the ultimate leader and your owner of your organization is, a, is an insecure guy who doesn't have what it takes to make the unpopular decisions to, do it, to, to win a Super Bowl, I don't know, man. You'll just settle for third place all the time. I, he's not in the same – you put him in the same room as Robert Kraft Jeffrey Lurie, um, Jerry Jones. Like, he's a lightweight. He knows it. They know it. He's a lightweight. 
He knows it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, he's sitting I mean, at the table with Mark Davis with the haircut. He's sitting next to haircut boy guy. <laughs> he's so. sitting next to the guy that looks like an adult thumb. That's great. Daniel Ailman says Darnold is a bluff. He's to add pressure and to prove the vets. Lance earned it. Pumping up Purdy doesn't matter. He's not relevant until healthy. I wish you were right, but I don't know that you are. Yeah, but I, I do. I get the feeling that they'll just rush. As long as he's back before game one, they'll just trot him out there. <laughs> yeah. Michael Monahan says, poor us. We have a quarterback that wins and two on deck. Hey, glass half full. Michael Monahan. Sure. Love it. J.R. Alcala says, bring back Eddie DeBartolo Jr. ASAP. LOL. Much love from the Central Valley of California. God bless my brothers. Yeah, Eddie. You too, man. I don't think Eddie wants to do it. How old is Eddie D? How old is Eddie be in the D? 70s. Bartolo Jr. 76. Yeah, leave yeah. him alone. Nathan Flores says, hey, Jed, Kyle, and John. Niners fans are tired of the almost excuses still waiting for a Super Bowl with the best roster in football since 2019. Rolling eye emoji. Nathan, I don't, but I don't, I don't get the feeling that they, that Niner fans are tired of it. I mean, there's a segment that is, but I don't, I would say if you were to poll 49er fans, they would say that this regime has been a raging success. Yeah. And I think Jed would say so too. Poopy Pants says, not sure why the Niners would, uh, would have doubt when Lance is tucking and running in a passing <laughs> drill and throwing to guys on the wrong field. Maybe he's really bad. Thanks, Poopy Pants. Uh, Tyler Caressley says, I feel like Jed is wanting the attention like Jerry Jones. But the only difference, Jed, is much more insecure compared to Jerry Jones. That's fair. I mean, Jerry Jones wants the attention too. Um, But also, Jerry Jones has put together Super Bowl winners. Like, Jerry Jones does have rings. I mean, Jed doesn't. Yeah, he He hasn't been great as of late, but he's been the owner the whole time when they did have rings. Still, yeah. All right, so Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, quarterback competition. Do you think this is the right move for the 49ers this offseason? No. I mean, here's the thing. Here, here's the argument. Well, Trey Lance was given the job. He needs to compete. This, this was a conversation I actually had on Twitter. He needs adversity. And so I sat back and I, I tried to think of Trey Lance's time with the 49ers. And if I were to describe it in one word, I might just use the word adversity. I don't think mm-hmm. he needs adversity. I think he needs reps. He needs to have practices that are good back to back to back so he can feel good about himself and get back into playing and show that he could potentially still be the guy. He doesn't need to compete. He just needs more time to develop. Right. He's lost so right. much time. So right. I, th- I don't have a problem with competition and I'm also not worried that Sam Darnold's going to beat Trey Lance. I just, I don't see that happening, but every snap that you take away from Trey Lance We've seen Trey Lance grow significantly in little spurts with little little bits of game time or little bits of practice time. So if you're willing to take away 30% of those snaps, 40%, whatever that number is, it's too much. Because if this guy has to start for you for four weeks is what it might be, but you don't have any trust in him, and he ends up being your guy, and you took those reps away from him, you're only hurting yourself in the long run. So, no, it's definitely not the right move under any circumstance. And to have any belief in Sam Darnold after 55 games, but having zero belief in Trey after three, that's just laughable. Yeah. Um, 
to me, this is where I'm critical of Kyle. I've been critical of Jed a lot in this show, but to me, this is Kyle. Like, Kyle falls out of love with players really quickly, not just quarterbacks. I feel like he, there may be some of that going on with Lance. Like, maybe he hasn't ridden off Lance, but he's like, man, you're like any quarterback on the roster to me. And then with Darnold, it's like you liked him in 2018, and he played well for a month and a half last year. Not even super well, but okay. And you're like, you know what? I think I can make him into Brock Purdy plus. It's like, whoa, dude. Like, I don't know how realistic you're being here. I mean, let's just look at Sam Darnold on the surface. As far as physicality goes, I don't think he's much off of Trey Lance. But one thing that we've seen from Trey Lance in in the short amount of time is he's not a bad decision maker. He doesn't make poor decisions repeatedly. Sam Darnold, I, I don't care what the weapons are around you. I don't care how bad the coaches are. There's two things that you can always figure out from a quarterback. Are they a good decision maker? Because decision making doesn't have to do with those things. You're either a good decision maker or you're not. And can you navigate a pocket? I don't think he has a problem navigating a pocket per se, but he's a really, really bad decision maker. He's always been a bad decision maker. And once you have that and that's in your DNA, that's who you are. So Sam Darnold's not going to all of a sudden make good decisions. Do I think Sam Darnold could play his best football of his career with everybody around him that he has here? 100%. But do I think that he's still going to make sound decisions in tense situations? No, I have no belief in that. There's no reason to believe in that. Yeah. And so I, I just don't see how this makes the Niners better. I mean, it seems like for Trey Lance, he just, like you said, he needs all the reps he can get and he's not going to get him. Like they're putting him in this situation where they knew he was a project, but to get on the field, he keep having to pass these arbitrary tests. Like you have to be better than this guy right now. Well, what if he's not like that's that? What if he loses the competition to Darnold? I mean, th why does that even matter? You drafted him knowing he was a project who needed time, but you won't give him time because he's not better than some guy who's, you know, has more experience than him. Also, even if Darnold wins the competition, it's practice. That doesn't mean that Darnold's necessarily going to be good in a game. So right. it, it just seems like you're, again, setting him up for failure. Like, you're go like, okay, you're putting Trey Lance, who hasn't played a lot of football, coming off a major injury against a 25-year-old vet who has played a lot of football. There's a very real possibility that Darnold outshines him for a month in training camp. What does that prove? That, that Darnold is the guy that you need to be spending more effort on that need to be starting right. week one? So like, right. no, it's not the right thing to do. I think it's stupid again. And, but it does show that Lance has very little support in this organization, if any. And he has about as much support right now as Sam Darnold does, which is crazy. And I, listen to what they said about Sam Darnold. Listen to what they said about Trey Lance. They, they are talking way nicer about Darnold right now than they are about Lance, which is crazy. It blows my mind. The proactiveness is is crazy to me. The the lack of proactiveness. Everything is so reactive. And when I look at it and say, okay, like my thought was always this. Hey, you know, I'm not saying that Trey Lance week one wins you a lot of games. But I think Trey Lance week 18 is a completely different quarterback if he plays a whole season. So let's take that back a step. All right, well, you may only need Trey Lance for four games. And maybe you're fully in on Brock Purdy. That's fine. But do I think Trey Lance 
day one of OTAs versus week four could be a completely different quarterback if you just pour everything into him? Sure, I do. Do I think Sam Darnold, day, day one of OTAs versus week four is going to be a completely different quarterback than what he's been in the past? Absolutely not. So why am I wasting my time? That makes zero sense to me. Zero sense. So I don't know. No, it's a horrible decision. It's stupid. Yeah. It just kind of feels to me like Kyle Shanahan maybe hasn't said it out loud. Maybe he's, but I feel like he's over Trey Lance. He doesn't want to do the Trey Lance project anymore. And that doesn't mean that he necessarily is all in with Brock like John Lynch is, but I feel like, and I don't know if he's even said it to Jed because I think, you know, he got, he convinced Jed to do the trade. Maybe he's telling Jed, like, I still like Lance. I still like Lance. But I think privately he's thinking, I bet I can win with Sam Darnold. And this is where Kyle's arrogance gets me. It's like, dude, I bet you can't. Let's see who's right. Let's see who's right. You think you can? Start him week one. I, be, I freaking dare you, dude. I freaking dare you. Start Sam Darnold and, and see, see how far you go this season with Sam Darnold as your starting quarterback because there's a very likelihood that he'll be terrible. Jimmy Garoppolo will be decent. Be Jimmy Garoppolo in, in Vegas. He'll look like he won. He was smarter than you. I was smarter than you. Like you're really opening yourself up to some serious criticism that you don't need. I dare you to start Sam Darnold. But you know how Kyle is. You got to lie. It's one of the things that's cool about it. He doesn't care. He doesn't freaking care. He'll do it if he thinks it's the right thing to do. Now, maybe Jed York at the very last minute will be like, dude, our fans will really be mad at me if you do this. So no. That's the one thing. Maybe Jed thinks if fans get mad, Jed will step in at the last minute. That'll be the last. That'll be the only thing. I, but I also Kyle think, can convince you. I, I will say that I do think that Kyle left himself an out. A sneaky little out here. So he said that they're like well well because somebody asked and it may have been you well how how much like is this going to be a 50 50 thing and he said well we're gonna have to take it step by step we'll see after otas then we'll see after you know mini camp then we'll and and we'll just see so basically what he's saying is hey as long as these two remain close they're gonna get 50 50 snaps but if one comes out darnold or trey is the way that i read it comes out and and immediately looks better well, they're going to get most of the first team snaps. So Trey men never, they, they may get into actual training camp and Trey may only get 10% of snaps based off OTAs, who knows? Or vice versa. How long, how long will it take for George Kittle to start campaigning for Sam Darnold? Oh, he probably already is. Publicly. In a press conference. It's going to happen. OTAs, Chris maybe, says, I don't know. I will never understand how they give up on Trey so quickly, but anoint Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy after just a few more starts. Hate to say it, but if Trey looked more like Brock Purdy and Jimmy Garoppolo, he'd, have, he'd be able to have time. Um, I think Kyle, my theory is that Kyle falls in and out of love extremely quickly. And the one hanging on is Jed because he's afraid of what people might say. And Kyle could care less. That's yeah, what maybe. I think. Maybe. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I mean, I do like that about Kyle. I, I do like yeah. the zero Fs given kind zero of mentality. I, Jed I, gives I all the Fs. That. Too many yeah. Fs. Nathan says, I wanted to see the, co the competition between Trey and Purdy, not Darnold. Also, another offseason of quarterback drama for the Niners. What else is new? I think they like it. Mike Mosley says, yeah, this is all due to the Kyle's massive ego and Cabo crew. Kyle does not want any quarterback to show his system up. Kyle won't ever win a Super Bowl. That's possible, but we also learned that Jed York is in the Cabo crew, and he invites he's organizes it that's which is so just, weird to me how is every player not invited 
Yeah, if the owner's doing it, like you, every player should be invited. That's bad. Okay, one more question about Lance and Darnold. Which one do you think won't be on the roster? If you had to pick one quarterback to not be on the roster come week eight, who would it be, Trey Lance or Sam Darnold? Man, <laughs> I don't know. This one's so tough, man. I, I mean, I could see a situation where they kind of, they parade Lance. Maybe they even start him just to showcase him, make him look good, and then get rid of him. Because Purdy's back and, and Donald's healthy and they feel good about it. But then I also, you know, everybody's locked in on this three and a half guaranteed for Darnold. Oh, he's, he has to make the team. He has to be the guy. He has to this. He has to that. I mean, is three and a half million with the new salary cap that much different than two and a half million from Sudfield that they were didn't even allow to make the roster on day one? I don't know necessarily. I can, I really could see this going either way. Uh, I'll say Darnold, but I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it at all. But I'll, I'll say, say Darnold, Darnold too. I'm gonna say Darnold too again. I don't think the Niners are gonna trade Trey. And okay. I think it's going to be because of Jed. They never traded Jimmy. They traded, they gave Jimmy $137 million. And then they were going to have to trade him for Bupkis. And it was going to look bad. And they just never did it. And I think that's Jed. Similarly, they traded three firsts and a third for Trey Lance. Now, I don't know what he's worth. And it's because of, <laughs> not him, because yeah. of the Niners. Because yeah. of how unprofessionally they've handled this situation how poorly they've handled this kid now you're going to trade him for a fourth round pick like i don't think jed's gonna let that happen i don't think kyle would care i don't think kyle could care less jed i don't think's gonna let it happen so if the niners get a first round pick for trey lance today i bet they do it they can't and i don't I, so i think they're gonna just hold on to him forever and he'll eventually leave and they'll get like a comp pick from him or something so, so you think that basically he'll be here not only this year, he'll be here next year. They obviously won't pick up his fifth-year option because he never started no. or whatever. No, he'll keep and him forever. They'll Two just, more years. He'll be 24 years old, hitting the open market as a free agent, trying to find, trying to find his way. And hopefully that, he can isn't that, isn't that what Isn't that what the Niners do? Isn't that what they, isn't that how they, they operate? They did with Jimmy. It's exactly what they did with Jimmy. Yeah. And they'll just be like, you know, hey, we still like Trey. We like, isn't that what they said at the owners' meeting? We love Trey. Our feelings about Trey haven't changed at all. If Trey had played last year, he would have had a great year. <laughs> and he's competing with Sam Darnold. Like, what? In, in, fact, in fact, you know what they're actually going to do? They're going to do what the Giants did. They're not going to pick up his fifth-year option, and then they're going to try to negotiate a contract for him to stay around as the backup. That's what yep. they'll try to actually do. They'll keep him for Because we like him so much. Yeah. Such yeah, a nice I, guy. Yeah. So yeah, what, what could work. happen? What could happen? What could happen is Darnold starts Week One. Darnold wins the competition. Kyle is just really in his own bag on this one. Starts Darnold. He's awful. Gets benched. Brock Purdy comes back. They cut him. It's like, yeah, sorry, that was a. I don't know what we were thinking with that experiment, but because um, <laughs> like they're not invested in Sam Darnold. They could give it a shot if it works. Kyle's a genius. If it doesn't, on to the next one. You know what I mean with Trey. They're invested. Jed's invested. Jed's not invested in Sam Darnold. Jed's invested in Trey Lance. So the Niners can dump Sam Darnold whenever they freaking feel like it. And Jed, I don't even know if they have to tell Jed that they did it. They could tell him next week, the week after. <laughs> hey, by the way, Sam Darnold's not on the team anymore. Really? Oh, yeah. Hmm. I don't oh, care. Oh, you read it in a press clipping just like everybody else. Yeah. yeah. The, I think a lot of it also comes down to May, because which I don't, what, were, what was the point of these owner meetings? Did they accomplish 
anything at all other than players can wear number zero now that's cool that's really really cool super happy that that happened uh but now that that's happened supposedly in may they're going to reconvene on the rest of the rules including the three quarterback thing so maybe they just switch the rule they either give you a 54th player or i I don't know i don't know how they're going to do it but maybe they'll just keep all three and neither one of them are gone but man if i had to bet like i said i i would say darnold but obviously very reluctantly yeah mike mosley says i hope tra- for trey's sake they trade him hopefully to a team that will meet the niners in either the division of the super bowl trey wins another oh, reason gosh. they're not going to trade trey jed is obsessed with the narrative you trade trey you can't control what happens next in trey's career if you keep him on your At team all. you can you put you send him somewhere else and he becomes good you look even more incompetent as an organization you look, you look like the most incompetent organization of all time. You thought, you thought hiring Jim Tom Sula was embarrassing. That's nothing compared to you trading Trey Lance for, for peanuts on the dollar after giving up everything for him, and he turns out to be great. Oh, fire everyone, including Jed. So, yeah, it can't happen. I'm telling you they're not going to trade him. That's my, comp- that's my prediction. Jed won't let it happen. Yeah. Jed's insecurity won't let it happen. Maybe. Sorry. Maybe that's... Uh... Am I going to get rough. fired for calling Jed insecure? I can call him insecure, right? <laughs> Maybe. Vicky says Trey Lance will be traded before preseason. Okay, we'll see no. what happens. Okay. We'll see. Official BNA Music 88 says, if Kyle and Cabo Gang say Sam Donald should start, I better not hear a thing about the Super Bowl roster being wasted. Just say, it's Dame time. <laughs> Dame time. Why, why, why do the Blazers all always got to catch strays over here? I don't understand it. Come on, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Tyler says, I have to go, Sam, because every team knows who Sam is as a quarterback. He can't make proper decisions. I mean, Sam might not even be in in the league next year. Like, Sam is hanging on by a thread. thread. (laughs) I guess the final question we have to address is the Niners have these very strong opinions, and they change them all the time, but they make these very strong opinions off of very small sample sizes and act on them. And I guess the latest one is that Brock Purdy's great and Trey Lance isn't what they thought he was. Should we trust the Niners to make these decisions correctly at quarterback? I, I actually trust Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers to do a lot. And the last two off seasons that we've entered, I said that I trusted the 49ers more than ever because they've kind of figured out how to navigate the offseason, go get their one home run hitter, and then just kind of fill out the roster and it's worked out really well for them. They also have multiple people that after year one and kind of being redshirted or are going to contribute the next year and maybe at a really high near all pro level, like we saw with Hafunga. Mm-hmm. They know how to build a roster for the most part. They've done a really, really good job. They know how to develop coaches. They know how to get comp picks. There's a lot to trust them with. I'm buttering them up because no, I do not trust them at all with the quarterback position at all. And and this is the reason that I asked this question, Grant, is because this is what I've been hearing a lot, either on social media or through the chat on my show is like, well, you're just a YouTube guy. You don't know what you're looking at. These guys see these players every day in practice and they've spoken. Okay, maybe that's true. And And by the way, I'm not acting as if I know more than these guys. This is their career. But I'm not going to trust anybody who fell in love with Jimmy Garoppolo when I saw it three years ago that he wasn't any good. I'm not going to trust anybody that had a seventh round evaluation 
on Brock Purdy when I had a third round evaluation on him and then made him beat out Nate Sudfield to barely make the team, made him the third string quarterback. They saw him every day in practice. Right. But they, they didn't, didn't choose they him over Jimmy. They didn't choose no. him over Trey. So no. they didn't have the foresight there. No. And these same people ranted and raved about Trey Lance when he was picked, ranted and raved about how well he was practicing against the scout team, how much they loved him. And now all of a sudden they don't love him. So, so now they're geniuses when, when they say Trey isn't good because it fits your narrative, but they weren't geniuses when they were saying he's great. They were wrong then, but now they're right. No, I, I don't. I don't trust them at all. This is the one area that I have zero trust with the 49ers. They're going into year seven. We don't know who the quarterback of the future is. They seem to be flying by the seat of their pants at every turn. They don't even know what they're saying. One guy says one thing. One guy says the other. Jed thinks that you need a great quarterback. They obviously don't believe that. That's not their philosophy. I have zero trust when it comes to the quarterback position. Absolutely zero. So if Sam Darnold starts week one, would not be surprised at all because that seems like a 49er move at this point. Absolutely. And that's why I feel like you can like Kyle Shanahan as you can really, really respect him and John Lynch yeah. and feel like they've put together a first class organization here for, yep. for out of nothing. But if if they're clueless at quarterback, what are we doing? What are we doing here? I mean, you could be the best pretender in the league. You could be the most convincing fool's gold in the league, but you're still fool's gold because of the one position that you can't come close to figuring out. Um, and it's like, I think it's more important to figure out that one position than the rest of your roster. I think that's what it comes down to. It's more important to figure out that one position than the rest of your roster because is it great to have Fred Warner? Yes. You can also trade Fred Warner and draft other linebackers. He's just a linebacker. You know, like you can also trade Debo Samuel and draft another wide receiver. Like there are great wide receivers every year. Great quarterbacks? Nah, they don't come around. Good enough ones do, but great ones don't. And somehow certain coaches are able to find them, develop them. Bill Walsh could, Andy Reid does. And those are the guys who win the championships. So if he can't be that guy, he'll always just be, you know, a contender, which makes him a pretender. He'll be in the mix, but not really. He'll be in playoff purgatory. And that exists. I mean, everyone knows about that in the, in the NBA. In the NFL, they act like, oh, you know, Jed said it yesterday. You got to be in the mix. And so, yeah, if you're in the mix, you could. Nah, man, you're just in playoff purgatory because of the quarterback position. It's that simple. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, Jed York ha seems to have the same philosophy as Shanahan that, hey, we just got to. As long as we keep getting there, eventually we're going to break through. We got the best team. We got the best team. We got the just things mm -hmm. don't go our way every time. Things don't go our way. Well, you know, eventually things will go our way. No, man, you you force things to go your way when you get a quarterback. Your your yeah. Super Bowl window truly opens when you have a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it's unlocked and, right now, but I don't think it's open, Grant. They don't have that guy yet. They don't have him yet. Kyle's a good coach, but and he's accomplished a lot, but he's so confident in himself. He's so arrogant that he's actually convinced himself that the quarterback he's more important than the quarterback position. Like that's crazy. To not he's not I'm not saying he's crazy, but like that's you've gone off the deep end, man. Like you got to rein it in. Andy Reid, first thing he said after winning the Super Bowl is got to have a quarterback like Steve Young. You got to have a special quarterback. Kyle says I I just need a guy who's good enough on a rookie deal. Like dude, you can't say that out loud even if you believe it. You can't say that out loud. <laughs> 
Now, if you have a, a really good quarterback, we're talking top seven in the league who's on a rookie deal, you can hey. win with that. You can win with yeah, that. Of course. You can but he has to be top that. seven in the league. Yeah. One way or another. If if you have a good quarterback who can manage your offense and is good with all pros built around him and is maybe top 15, no, you can't win a Super Bowl. That's that's not that's not enough to win a Super Bowl. Not today, it's not. So no, I just think their philosophy is way off. Way off. Yeah. Tyler says I don't trust them to be honest with the quarterback <laughs> position. Why I mean, I think you? it's just, it's the quarterback position is extremely hard to scout and develop. Yep. And I think it's fair to say that the Niners aren't good at it. It's not like they want to be. They're trying. It's really hard. And I think Jed, you know, if he ever hires someone else, he might want to prioritize this whole conversation in, in the interview process. And when I was saying this offseason, like fired Kyle or trade him and hire Shane Steichen, I mean, I don't know if, I, if that's the answer. But the reason I was thinking that is the quarterback position. At least with Shane Steichen, you could interview him and be like, what was going on with Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts? What did you do? Maybe he wasn't the guy. But it looked like Brian Dayball knows what he's doing with the quarterback position. It seems like he got the most out of Josh Allen and then went to New York and resurrected Daniel Jones' career. That's a coach who's worth some money, Brian Dayball. That's a real skill set, right? I don't give a damn about your scheme. Scheme changes year to year. That scheme is fickle. I want to know about the quarterback position. You'll figure it out from there. So Dayball looks like the truth. That's why he won coach of the year. That's why he won coach of the year. Kyle tried to sneak in with the Brock Purdy thing, but. Unfortunately for Dayball, I think his owner was all in on keeping Daniel Jones. And I think Dayball would have been willing to move on from him. Dude, but he, he now he's got Daniel guy. Jones forced, forced on him. Now what is he going to do? He's screwed. That's a good point. That's a good point. Daniel Absolutely. Ailman says vets didn't like Lance over JG, they, uh, they're tough-loving Lance. Hype Darnold, clear that Lance is week one starter. If Lance fails, Purdy's proven reliable. Win-win. I guess. I mean... Dude, if Lance starts week one and loses <laughs> and the whole team likes Sam Darnold, they're going to go with Sam Darnold week two. Yeah, like, then week this two, exactly. This isn't tough love. Like this is, this is not good, this whole Sam Darnold thing. This is a real Yeah, I don't think it's 40 here. chess. I don't think they're... I, oh, I don't listen picture, to how they're talking about Darnold. Yeah, I don't picture Kyle like just strategically planning this out. Like, you know what? If if nah. I sell everybody on Darnold, then Trey's gonna elevate his game. Then we'll get the real Trey. And then you know what? I actually wanted Trey to start the whole time. Right. This was the best way to motivate him. No, I right. don't think he's thinking as like if that. as if Kyle's thinking that far down the line. Like, no, Kyle yeah. is impulsive. He's impulsive. He, he's the one who traded up in the first place to the number three pick. Like, that was an impulsive move. Yeah. Chad says, he's remember a, when impulsive, everybody... He's impulsive question to question. Oh. oh, Question to question, he changes his answer. Absolutely. Chad says, remember when everybody in the quarterback room was better than Alex Smith? Remember Sean Hill, LOL, JTO, Trey Lance is the new Alex Smith. Mm. Mm. I can see that. A lot in common. Kyle's quarterback's Bethard Mullins interceptolo Kirk. <laughs> Kirk, they do have something in common. Bobby D says, haven't seen this in years. The offense is different. It's special with Brock on the field. Grant Cohn, if PP comes back 100% what changed, Grant, haven't seen this in years. The offense is different. It's special with Brock on the field. Did I really say that? What I will say, it was special down the stretch, but it wasn't special against Dallas. It wasn't special against Philly. It was special against some bad teams, and it was special in a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo too. Not all of them. 
So it's fair to wonder, you know, was it I think what I think what we saw happen was Brock elevated the offense from what Jimmy had it at. For but sure. he wasn't carrying the offense. McCaffrey was. J- Jimmy McCaffrey carried the offense once he got here. Well, and yeah, once Purdy McCaffrey elevated it. Yeah. Purdy elevated it. But that was a good offense when McCaffrey got here. It was a terrible offense before McCaffrey got here. McCaffrey got here, they started scoring points with Jimmy. And then Purdy comes in, they keep scoring points and score even more. He elevated it, but he didn't carry it. Jimmy played his most efficient football of his career as soon as CMC was here. That's right. And it, it's the same. It's this, this is literally, at least for me, I, I mean, I, everybody stands in a different spot. I'm not going to speak for you. But for me, this is a similar conversation that we had with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is better than all the other options that they've had. But Jimmy Garoppolo, also not very good. Brock Purdy, better than Jimmy Garoppolo, so better than the other options that they've had. I don't know if he's very good. I mean, when you're surrounded by... Tell me one team that for sure has more weapons than the 49ers on offense. So when you're surrounded by the most talent in the league from an offensive weapon perspective, and that's what you inherited, I got to see more than nine games. And I got to see it when CMC gets injured or Kittle's out for a few games or Debo pulls his hamstring again. Like, that's what I got to see. Also, Bobby D, you don't know that Brock Purdy is going to come back 100%. And also, like, 19 points against Dallas? Like, Dallas was a good defense, yeah, but like 19 points. I, I I don't know that he's like necessarily a franchise quarterback. I know that he's better than Jimmy, but the offense was working at a really high level with Jimmy too. Yeah, they sucked against the Saints, but they scored 19 against Dallas. Dallas has a better defense than New Orleans, and Brock is better than Jimmy. There's no question. Brock elevated the offense from what Jimmy had it at, but still... Saying he's better than Jimmy doesn't mean that he is uh, a Pro Bowl quarterback. I mean, the Lions Kirk, wouldn't Kirk trade Cousins Jared Goff. Is better than Jimmy. Kirk Cousins well, well, is better than Jimmy. If you put Kirk Cousins on this offense, he would have elevated it over Jimmy. Do you want Kirk Cousins to be your franchise quarterback? That's the that's basically what you're asking me right now. So no, no. If you I, called up I the don't. Lions and said we'll trade you Brock Purdy for Jared Goff straight up, what would the Lions say? No. If you called up the Seahawks and said, we'll trade you Brock Purdy for Geno Smith straight up, what would the Seahawks say? They would say no. No. Just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think the Giants would trade Daniel Jones straight up for him either. Dude, he had had two good months and then he mangled his arm. Yeah. All Niners, as we keep saying, Trey needs to be given a chance to show us what he's got. What do you guys think specifically he needs to show? It's so tough, man. Like, I, I don't I don't know what Kyle's fully looking for. I don't know if I mean other I than wins other than wins and listening to what Kyle says, I mean that's that's good enough for Kyle, I feel like. So I don't know. It's tough I feel to say. like they've written if, him off. If yeah, if I'm evaluating Trey Lance and what would I like to see him improve on? Yeah. I would like to see him improve on trusting his eyes. Yeah. A lot of people confuse Trey Lance and say, oh, well, he can't read a defense. I mean, it's obvious. Look at him. He 
No, that's not true. He goes through his progressions just fine. He's a really smart kid. But when you haven't played and the league speed may be a little bit quicker than anticipated and you haven't had time to develop, you may see it and you want to pull the trigger. But I just talked about the difference between him and Sam Darnold is he doesn't make a lot of boneheaded mistakes. He's going to err on the side of caution. He actually plays very safe as a quarterback. So instead of taking that risk, if he thinks there's any chance it's a bad decision, he just won't make the throw. So I would prefer that he took these chances, figured out what throws he can get away with, what is open in the NFL, what's not. But that's going to take time, and he doesn't have time, unfortunately. So I don't see it happening in a 49er uniform unless he's able to start for a full season. Vicky says Darnold will be the starter until Purdy is ready. Kyle calls the shots. His goal is to get all three quarterbacks injured with his subpar offensive line. <laughs> Harsh. Michael says Lance's best game against the Texas second half. That's uh, where you hang your hat. Brock's run against his opponents. You say they were against bad teams. Hypocrite. Uh, who said? Where did that happen? What like, am I a hypocrite about? Did I say no. that Trey Lance is better than Brock Purdy? Did I say that? I didn't say that. That's tripping, man. Niner fans I are think, just doing all this quarterback fighting. I, I think... Uh, we're all saying that Brock... We're talking about potential and futures, and we're saying that Trey Lance has shown enough to not give up on him. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what you thought I said, Michael. <laughs> I'm That's not saying it. that Brock Purdy isn't going to be good or that he's fool's gold. He could be good too. But the fact is that one guy has eight starts. One guy has four starts. Both guys are coming off serious injuries. The Niners are acting like they know which one's going to be the truth. It's like you don't know anything about either one of them. Why don't you just stop saying stuff and say we have a very limited sample size. We're going to take it one day at a time. I know it's boring and maybe it's not what your fans want to hear, but it's the truth. That's the truth. You don't know that much about Trey. You don't know that much about Brock. Right. Brock's shown a lot of promise. Trey hasn't shown as much, but he hasn't had as many much playing time, and he was a known project anyway. Brock was a known low low uh, ceiling, high floor prospect anyway. Like none of this is surprising. It's all very early. It's the Niners' fault that they couldn't get more starts for either one of these guys. Um, let's let let it play out. That's what I would say. You you know you know what I what I like. Um, I was talking to Vish the other day and he had a really, really good take. And I think mm. he said it on his show now, so I'm not going to give it away before I would have kept it to myself because I want it to be his take. But he had a really good take. He said, if the 49ers had drafted Mac Jones, 49er fans would think that he is the next big deal right now. It's true. Because it's Mac true. Jones was, his floor was higher mm -hmm. and he would have performed very well to this point with all the weaponry around him. And instead of looking across America and saying, that dude's a bus, get him out of here. He's terrible. He would have played really well. He would have showed out and every 49er fan or most 49er fans would think that he is like the next Joe Burrow. When in reality, we know that's not the case because we've seen him not with these weapons and not on this team. But we, we would have thought that if he had been drafted by the 49ers and his point was, I don't believe in Mac Jones, and I wouldn't have believed in Mac Jones, but a lot of people would have based off of that. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Dreams24, thank you for 99 cents. Fish and chips, two pounds. Says Schemer Kyle going all out, running 23, handoff city. <laughs> handoff city. That's what they call Santa Clara now. Guys, these shows, 
Thank you so much for all the donations. Really appreciate it, man. Jesse, what you got going on tonight? Seven minutes, uh, six minutes now. I've actually got uh, Larry Kruger coming on. So Kruger and I are hey. going to be on over at my show, Last Second Sports. Tap in over there. I'm sure he and I will have a, a lot of disagreement, uh, especially around the quarterback position. So it'll be a fun chat. Tap in over there. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for watching. It's my third show of the day. I'm spent. Bro. Time to time to stop talking. <laughs> thanks, you, thanks everyone. Peace.